Hello and welcome to Newsfeed, your daily dose of what people are talking about online, from news stories to what's trending. The Prince and Princess of Wales' first trip to the U.S. in eight years has been overshadowed by a racism controversy back in the U.K. And at the center of it all is Prince William's godmother. Lady Susan Hussey repeatedly asked a black British woman where she was really from. Lady Susan, who had served the late Queen Elizabeth for six decades, has since resigned from her post as an aide at Buckingham Palace. She and the palace have both apologized after the offensive conversation at a palace charity event with Ngozi Fulani. She's the founder of the charity Sister Space, which supports women and families of domestic abuse. Fulani says Lady Susan had even moved Ngozi's hair to see her name badge. Here's Ngozi's recollection of the encounter, voiced by some of our producers. Where are you from? Sister Space. No, where do you come from? We're based in Hackney. No, what part of Africa are you from? I don't know, they didn't leave any records. Well, you must know where you're from. I mean, I spend time in France. Where are you from? Here, the UK. No, but what nationality are you? I am born here and am British. No, but where do you really come from? Where do your people come from? My people? Lady, what is this? Oh, I can see I'm going to have a challenge getting you to say where you're from. When do you first come here? Lady, I am a British national. My parents came here in the 50s when... And when you would get there in the end, you're Caribbean. No, lady, I am of African heritage, Caribbean descent and British nationality. Oh, so you're from... Yikes, awful, right? And Ngozi Fulani says no doubt about it that Lady Susan's line of questioning was straight up racist. If you ask me a question and I give you the answer, then that's that. Move on to the next question. But if I give you the answer several times and you won't accept it, then let's recognize that there's a problem here. When something traumatic, and this was trauma, I'm not going to be about the bullshit, it was traumatic, it's a horrible experience. You share it with somebody because you, you kind of need to know what they think. And everybody's reaction was the same, that's unacceptable. So institutional racism, racism is a problem all over the UK. It's in the police, it's been established. It's in the fire uh, brigade department, that was established. It's even in parts of the NHS. It's a problem and it's in Buckingham Palace. So the one person isn't responsible. They need to review their whole um, policy on equality and race. As Ngozi just mentioned, the offensive incident has really put the spotlight on the issue of institutionalized racism at Buckingham Palace and within UK government. Rishi Sunak, the country's first prime minister of color, has weighed in, but his response was more tempered than some had hoped for. As I've talked about in the past, I have experienced racism in my life, but what I'm pleased to say is that some of the things that I experienced when I was a kid and a young person I don't think would happen today because our country's made incredible progress in tackling racism. But the job is never done, and that's why whenever we see it, we must confront it, and it's right that we continually learn the lessons and move to a better future. Sure, okay, Rishi, move to a better future. But is the UK government or the palace actually going to give more than lip service on the issue? That and the question of whether such behavior is actually normal in the royal household is generating a lot of discussion on TikTok. Do you think that 
people who hold a public position or even an honorary position, such as within side of the royal household, do you think that they should be held to a higher esteem? Do you think that they would be treated the same if it was inside an office, maybe where you or I might work every single day? Do you think that there's different levels of accountability and that they should be treated differently? So do you think this kind of stuff just like happens in a bubble? Like, do you think this woman just went rogue and said all this crazy stuff that is in the polar opposite to how the royal family thinks or feels? Because generally with this kind of mentality, you're surrounded by people in that echo chamber who are reflecting it back to you. Where are you from? London. No, no, no. Where are you from, from? Oh, uh, Tower Hamlets. No, where did you come from? Um, Royal London Hospital, Whitechapel. As protests continue in China over the government's COVID-19 policies, Beijing has relaxed some virus rules, but it's also hitting back with tougher laws to curb the spread of information and deter demonstrators. From December 15th, it'll be a crime to like content deemed illegal by the government. China's cyberspace regulator wants to limit the number of likes that protest videos are getting. The protests began more than a week ago and spread rapidly. Now, police are tracking down people who went to the demonstrations by using data gleaned from cell phone towers. They're also stopping people on the street and examining phones to search for banned social media apps. And there are unverified reports of detentions. The new laws come as much of the news making its way out of the countries over social media. The volume of public outcry online rose after the deaths of at least 10 people in an apartment fire in Urumqi in Xinjiang on, on November 24th. Because of a lockdown, it took rescuers three hours to extinguish the blaze. What's the big deal about these protests anyway? Well, they've spread to more than a dozen cities. That's right, all across China, people have taken to the streets to condemn the government. You may say, so what? People protest all over the world all the time. And they protest in China too. It's pretty common to take up placards against local governments and property developers over land confiscations. But the difference now is that the anger is directed at the central government. And it's nearly unheard of in mainland China. In a country where few speak out against their leader, some protesters are calling for President Xi Jinping to step down. Observers are calling it the most significant demonstration since 1989. Remember when students gathered in Beijing's Tiananmen Square to demand democratic reforms? The Chinese government blames the protests on foreign forces, but demonstrators disagree.
Chen, the dissent isn't only limited to the mainland. Chinese nationals living abroad have also expressed solidarity with demonstrators back home. The white paper protest is continuing to grow around the world. This is a footage from someone I know who went to Columbia University yesterday. The younger generation of Chinese people are tired. We're tired of the self-censorship even if we're not in mainland China anymore. We are tired. We aren't allowed to express ourselves in our first language. Fleetwood Mac singer and songwriter extraordinaire Christine McVie passed away at the age of 79 this week. Tributes have been pouring in from all over the world. Her bluesy vocals have made Fleetwood Mac one of the world's most iconic bands. We end the show with a tribute to the legend. Let's take a stroll down memory lane. Bye and enjoy the music. Oh,